morning. You are tuned into the Media Launch Podcast, your source for great interviews, entertainment, and trending news. I am your host, Aline, and I hope that you are all having an amazing day. As always, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. Instagram is the Media Lounge underscore, and Twitter is the Media Lounge underscore. I'm ready to dive into today's podcast and introduce you to today's guest, and I hope that you guys are ready to listen. So today we're going to be discussing a topic that is not very much talked about, but it's something that is happening more often than we know. On the line with me this morning and here to raise awareness on the reality of sex trafficking is the Executive Director of Stepping Stones Network, Suzanne Baker-Brown. Good morning, Suzanne. Thank you for joining the podcast today. Good morning, Celine. How are you? I am great. I'm great, and I'm so happy to be here, and thank you so much for having me and, you know, just giving me a oh. chance to share a little bit about this topic, which is just really important and, and affecting so many lives today. So. Thank you again for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Suzanne, as I just mentioned, you are currently the Executive Director of Stepping Stones Network. However, you have done plenty of work outside of that organization, including corporate leadership, management consulting, and women's ministry. So why the shift from working in corporate leadership to working and helping young women? Well, it was actually a very interesting uh, journey for me. I was, my early career was in corporate leadership, and then I had really this major spiritual experience um, in my life in my early 30s. And as I started to pursue that, I really felt that I wanted to do more to teach and share and basically pass on what I was learning you know, even in my own life changes, I decided to change some of my values and what I was focusing on in life. And so I ended up creating this organization called Spiritual Spa. And actually, that's still, we're all, Stepping Stones Network and Spiritual Spa is all under the same umbrella. And um, the focus of it was to help people find whole life health. Um, body, soul, and spirit so that they could step mm-hmm. into the lives they were created to live because so many of us have things, maybe different things that happened in our past, maybe abusive, destructive situations, maybe some trauma, maybe some choices we made, maybe things that happened to us that can really keep us from living out the fullness of the life that we were created for. And so I started doing these large events for women and really focusing on this issue, all with a spiritual foundation, because I believe that's a, that's a huge part of our life. And through that process, I ended up actually going through my own healing journey of having had um, sexual abuse as a child. And so I started helping others deal with their own sexual violations and the healing that needs to happen to help us have healthy relationships and things like that. And that just ended up after doing that for a number of years, it, I started seeing this issue of sex trafficking everywhere I went. I was traveling all around the U.S. and I was also traveling in India and doing these events. And I just started seeing the issue of sex trafficking. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's just a broader and more damaging issue than, than even just sexual abuse, which so many of us have suffered from. And, um, I just felt like it was a natural progression to get involved in. Mm, I love that. I love that journey. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with the listeners. I yeah, I never that. really intended to end up here. <laughs> oh, God has his way of doing things, right? Yep. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
with Suzanne, as I mentioned to you via email yesterday, in fact, I'm going to rely heavily on you today for your knowledge and expertise on sex trafficking so that we can help educate the audience on what I believe is definitely a growing epidemic. And I definitely have a growing heart for this. And I hope that we can talk about it today and hope that someone out there, a listener, can be touched by it and maybe get involved in some form or another to help these young ladies. And before we talk about the organization, it's can you share with us a little bit about what you know about sex trafficking? Where is it most common and who is at risk for falling victim into this type of modern day slavery? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, just in case any of the listeners um, don't, don't know the actual definition of sex trafficking, basically sex trafficking is Another word for it is commercial sexual exploitation. Um, it's actually a form of slavery. And the legal definition is when one somebody forces, coerces, or deceives someone else into performing a sex act. And typically, there's money exchanged for it, and rarely does the person who's actually doing the sex act get the money. There's another entrepreneur, there's like a business person or an entrepreneur who's actually selling one person to another person and then they're, they're paying for it. And that person typically is not there of their own volition or if they are, they've been manipulated or tricked or lured or promised something um, to be there. Um, in many cases, they're forced physically um, through beatings, torture. I mean, it's really terrible or even through blackmail, things like that. Um, but the, the most common, and I know there are movies out there like Taken and things like that where mm-hmm. people are actually kidnapped, and those things do happen. They absolutely do happen, particularly with very young children and mm-hmm. even with teenagers, but a lot of it happens because there are girls, and I think, you know, being, being girls, we know this, that we just Every human being wants to have a sense of belonging. Um, We all want to be loved. We all want to belong. And many of us um, perhaps maybe didn't have an experience of sort of a real stable love in our household as we're growing up. Um, Maybe our parents aren't around a lot. They're not supervising us. Maybe we don't have a lot of friends at school. And then we're feeling lonely. And so here comes basically the predators of sex trafficking. They, They look for this. Quality. They look mm-hmm. for young girls and even young boys. Um, LGBTQ is a big audience and target audience as well. They look for these young people that don't have this strong sense of self-esteem and that can be very easily manipulated or who just really are looking for love and affection. And basically, they give it to them. They either say, I'm going to be someone to take care of you, or they do what's called Romeo. They, they do what's called like being a Romeo, and they will do all kinds of things to make that person feel so special and good. And I love you, and I'll buy you a dress, and I take you to dinner, and I get your nails done, and I do all these things. And then after a little bit, what they do is they flip it. They, they switch it. So now your heart is attached to this person that you think loves you, but really had an evil intent all along. And then now this, this guy says to you, well, you know what? We're a little short on money, baby. You know, um, I just need you to do this one thing for my friend. It's going to bring in a little money and, you know, just do this one thing. Just dance. You know, you just, we're just going to dance tonight. And then they up the game and then it's a sex act and then it's the next thing. And, the problem is where it becomes so painful is that the girl's heart 
is often attached now to that person Mm -hmm. and they really believe in their heart that this person loves them. And so, so it is the most evil form of manipulation of the heart um, that, that can happen, you know, and, and, and so, and so that's why it's also really hard for some of the young people to get out of it because even when they start to realize, like, I don't like this, I don't like having guns held to my head, I don't like being beaten and tortured because eventually it switches over into that. I don't like being controlled, I don't like having to have sex with, you know, 10 men a day, but something stays attached because they still believe this person loves them and they don't really have another source of stable and healthy love. So yeah. it's, it's just really, really a tough scenario. And that's the heart connection ones. And then there's also the situations where people are literally held captive, you know, in homes or chained up or in cages or, you know, just some really, really horrible circumstances. Um, you know, there are those situations too, both hands. Well, Suzanne, I can't believe that this is really mm-hmm. happening out there in this world. That's heartbreaking. I'm listening to you and I'm almost in tears. And as I was reading yeah. your website yesterday, I really did hear in reading and just the facts about sex trafficking. Tell us about the demand for it. It's definitely growing, isn't it? Yes, it really is. And, and you know, here's, there's a couple of root causes that are creating um, the demand for this. The first is, and the thing is, this is part of what we all can be aware of, right, is that our media is objectifying people. And what that mm-hmm. means is, is that we are focused more on a human being for their body, what their body looks like, what their body can do, how we can use their body for our benefit, whether it be to advertise something, you know, for our pleasure, to, pro- to provoke, whatever it might be. But we have become a society where we have literally detached a person's spirit and soul from their body in how we view them. And, and so, so that means that we can go use them without even realizing the damage or the harm that we're doing. And that can happen whether it's sex trafficking or, you know, the level of control and, and evil that ties to the sex trafficking, but that's happening with, with our lives every day, you know, and then, the second piece is the pornography. And again, I don't want to sound like a big crude because I know that that's what people will think when I bring this up. But, but the, the problem is, is that we think pornography is no big deal. But do you know that, that porn sites get more visitors than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined? That's the sad truth. I believe it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is how there are 2 billion porn web pages. So pornography has become so normalized in our culture. Once again, we think it's no big deal. But here's the problem with it is that when we're watching pornography online, it's rewiring our brain. It's mm-hmm. literally damaging and changing the physical brain. Okay. And so what happens then are two things. One is it gets us addicted. And then as with any addiction, addictions escalate, okay? And so now we need more and more and more. And pretty soon watching isn't enough. Now we have to do. So then that causes the addict, the porn addict, to now need to go and buy sex. And then not only are they just buying sex, but they're also demanding much more um, uh, like abusive forms of sex because that's mm-hmm. what a lot of the pornography is showing. And so because there's a demand then for all these people who are addicted to this porn now wanting to buy sex, then wherever there's a demand, and this is just basic business principles, some entrepreneur will come along to provide the supply. So that makes mm-hmm. entrepreneurs now have to go and find women and children and men and boys, any kind of bodies that they can get 
to be able to sell to these people who want to buy it. And so, so the pornography is now proven to be really the root cause and what is making, what is driving the sex trafficking. The other thing that I want to mention about the pornography, and I think this is so important, this goes back to just everyday people, is that, mm-hmm. that we can think it's no big deal, but it not only can turn into an addiction that drives us to buy sex, but it can, what it also does is it, it changes our brain so that it makes us unable to have a healthy, normal, emotionally intimate relationship and for men, a physically intimate relationship. A lot of young men are now having to use Viagra in their early 20s because they were so addicted to porn and they no longer can have a normal physical relationship because their brain has changed and it is no longer is tied to a typical love and attraction response. So the younger people who are out there that are looking for mates, this particular issue is causing so much damage because it's almost mm-hmm. impossible to have a normal relationship anymore because it's so rampant. So so that's the third. And then the third thing is that their sexual abuse is very high of young people. And so both the perpetrators of this as well as the, the victims, 60 to 90% of them have been sexually abused as children. And so once again, they have been raised from a young age to believe that their only value is in their body. Mm-hmm. So that now when a trafficker comes along to try to recruit them into this, it, it sort of fits because it's like, oh yeah, this is my purpose. My purpose is to, is to give my body for sex, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what my value is. That's what my worth is. And this is the part, like all of the, the physical damage and the trauma that comes from this and the control and all of that and the heartbreak is, is huge. But ultimately what's happening is, is human beings are being stolen from their main purpose in life, which is to love and to care for other human beings and to bring their unique gifts and talents to the world. And these young people are being told, no, all you are is a body and all your work is is to sell your body and to give it, let your body be used. Yeah, and that's, Fan, that, it, that is the root. It's horrific, right? It is horrific, and I find it interesting that you said that these men are entrepreneurs because that's really how they're operating. They're running a yeah. sex trafficking business. Now, feeding off of that, sex trafficking is a multi-billion dollar business in the U.S. alone from what I read on your website. So yeah. something tells me that it's not the guy standing in the corner paying for these sex acts, but rather more of a wealthy type of man. Who advises these girls? You know what? It is every kind of person that you can imagine. Um, mm-hmm. And there are women and men. Now, mostly men buying. Um, but you will have, you absolutely do have many wealthy, successful men that are, you know, going on the business trips using it, you know, heading to Vegas using it. The sports, the sports events, like the Super Bowl, um, major sporting yeah. events, there's an awful lot of it you know, conventions, people going off to conventions, and then just day to day. And and the interesting thing about it too is that there's there's uh we talk about there's the occasional, the habitual, and then the sadistic. So the occasional is, you know, the guy that occasionally goes off to a convention and, you know, or goes on a trip with his buddies and then uses it, you know, by sex. And that, you know, happens a couple times a year, maybe, whatever. Well, and then there's the habitual where this is a regular part of life, right? Um, and then the last is the sadistic where they're really, their hearts are actually, they hate women and they're going to really, they just want to harm them, you know, and they're going to 
take out their anger on these women in this way. And so those mm-hmm. are, of course, the scariest, the scariest kind, but it's all bad. And, and, you know, and it's damaging everyone because while we want to look at, you know, the users and the perpetrators as the bad guys, and of course, you know, they should be brought to justice, everyone is really being deceived and being yeah. stolen away from the beauty of life and of love and belonging and having this false um, physical connection, um, being, being idolized above real relationship. And, and then as a result, we just feel more lonely and more desperate and more full of shame and go into more hiding and more damage, you know, of everyone involved. And so that's, that's the sad part of this whole thing. Right. Suzanne, how many girls fall victim on a day-to-day basis just in the U.S. alone? Well, in, and, and this is where, this is one of the things that we have a hard time with this industry is because so much of it is hidden that it's very, very hard to do research on this, right? And then even people that are in it, because of that whole manipulation thing, there would, you could sit and talk to a girl who's actually been being trafficked for a few years and because she originally got into it by that manipulation, she will, you know, and you, if you were to say to her, are you being trafficked or are you being sold for sex or is someone forcing you to do this? She would say, oh, no, no, I wasn't forced to do this. You know, this was my choice, you know, and because, because of the manipulation. And so, but all that to be said, so it's very hard to do research to know exactly how much and the numbers are growing, but there was a research study done um, several years back in Chicagoland and the numbers were about that 16,000 to 24,000 women and girls were being entered into trafficking on any given day in Chicagoland. And then there have also been numbers out in the U.S. of around 300,000. Um, I believe that those numbers are very low and I also believe that they're not taking into account a lot of the what we might consider more one-off um, mm-hmm. forms of, of commercial sexual exploitation. It's happening in high schools. Boyfriends are pimping out their girlfriends to get money mm-hmm. for beer. I mean, things like this. And so, you know, as women, and, and again, even as kids, like, we really need to get the word out to help girls understand, like, say no to this stuff in the early stages before mm-hmm. you're in so deep that you can't get out, you know. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. And so um, let's move on to the organization, Suzanne. Let's talk about Stepping Stones Network. What is the mission of Stepping Stones Network? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So we exist to do primarily three things. Um, We want to, community engagement is our first primary mission area, and that is basically educating the community, letting them know about this you know, this tragedy. And then also, once people hear about it, they so often want to do something. And it's a really hard thing to know what to do because it is such a big, ugly kind of, you know, issue. And so how can I fit in? So we try to help create opportunities for people to do something if they want to do something. And and not only individuals, but um, businesses, churches, organizations, things like that as well. Um, the second thing that we do is prevention and protection. So we want to do everything we can to prevent people from ending up in this to begin with. And that includes both the victims and the perpetrators. So, so we do groups and courses, both for those who might be at high risk for this, as well as um, men and women who might either already be addicted to pornography. Um, we talk to millennial age groups a lot and teenagers to let them know, hey, you know, um, to try to help people have a really um, more healthy view of their bodies and of and of sex, 
so that they're not using it in a damage, a way that damages themselves and damages other mm-hmm. people. And then we also, this is a real a thing that I'm incredibly passionate about is that there are so many young people that don't have a sense of belonging, um, particularly, mm-hmm. you know, foster kids or even in affluent mm-hmm. communities where parents just aren't paying attention to their kids because they're busy with their own work or whatever mm-hmm. to, to try to really, um, engage people to say, look, we need to be adapting, fostering, becoming safe families, mentoring, paying attention to the, the younger generation and not just the babies, but the older kids too. And saying like, look, we need to start taking them into our homes. We need to start mentoring. We need to start doing more adoption of older kids because they are the primary focus. They're like the prey for these predators mm-hmm. because they know that their hearts are broken. And so if, if we don't take them in, then the predators will. That's the bottom line, and they'll end up trafficked. And so, so I, I try to speak to people a lot about that. If you've got a stable home life and you've got a little time, like try to help, yeah. try to try to take yeah. in a, a team or something. Um, so, and then the third piece is restorative services. And because when someone has been trafficked, I've already spoken a lot about the heartbreak, right, mm-hmm. and about the mental. Right manipulation so there's a whole bunch of healing that has to happen around there but they have been damaged physically just beyond belief right their spirits have been broken in so many ways their purpose has been stolen and and there is so much trauma um there's so much trauma and so there's you know there's ptsd which is which is like a terrifying event that affects your life but when you have had this trauma over and over and over again, they've literally lived a terrifying life. And that creates what's called complex trauma. And so as a result, the recovery time is long and it requires holistic, structured residential support. And so we do two things. One is we do, we are just opening in July and we're so excited, a residential recovery home. It will be a 12 to 18 month program. We are targeting an audience that some others haven't been targeting. In fact, we may be the first holistic structured residential recovery program to target this audience in the U.S. And that is that we're focused on women who have children and and we're allowing them and their prepubescent children to come to the program together. And this is very important. It goes back to the prevention is we're doing two things. One, we're helping the mom rebuild her life and get to the place where she's healed and whole and knows her purpose and is has a job or schooling and has a safe, supportive circle of people around her um, that can, so that when she's back on her own, she has a great community of people who love her that are safe and she's, she's experiencing what real love looks like. She's got, you know, finances to do what she needs to do. She's learned to parent in a healthy way, all that kind of stuff. So that's great for the rebuilding of the mom's life. But the children, when I thought, heard this stat, this is what pushed me over the edge on targeting this audience. You know, we've talked a lot about teens like 12 to 24 that get sucked into this, but they're stealing kids as young as two years old and using Mm -hmm. them, you know. And, I mean, it's heartbreaking, right? I was three to seven when I was sexually abused. So this happens out there, and it's not just just pedophiles. I know that sounds weird, but porn, porn addicts end up sucked into doing, making choices they never thought they would make. And that can happen with children as well. And so, and so in any case, the stat said that many of these women, up to 70%, either had children before they got into it. They were single moms. That made them even more vulnerable to predators. They're trying to, 
they're trying to care for their children, they love their kids, or they've ended up pregnant because of being in the life, and so they have mm-hmm. children. And the stat says that 50% of those children will end up sold to. I, I, I have no words. It's not okay. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> okay. not. Absolutely not. And I love it that someone like you is taking action. And I encourage everyone out there, listeners, to take some type of action. And going back to the long-term residential recovery home that is opening next month, yep. is that July 8th? Yep, yep, exactly, yep. exactly. We're taking a little break this week, and then we'll be back. So we hope to <laughs> start doing intake July 8th. We hope to have clients in the home by July 29th. We'll see, you know, but we've already got people are calling and telling us they're so excited it's open because there was nowhere out that a mom could go if she had children. All the programs oh, only adult women or teens. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that, that blesses my heart. I am so excited about that. Suzanne, I definitely want to get involved in some way. So we will definitely talk after the podcast via email because I'm passionate about it too. And I'm just learning more about it. You've done such a great job on today's episode and educating us and giving us the insights on what is really happening outside of our homes with this sex trafficking. I just didn't think that it was so real. You hear about it and you think that, yeah, you know, that's happening in other countries. This is the U.S. Mm-hmm. You just don't think that it's happening the way that it really is. And that is heartbreaking. Yeah. But I'm glad that we have programs like yours. We have people like you who are helping, getting involved, and making a difference. I love that. Bless your mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Elaine. <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate your passion. <laughs> Suzanne, before we wrap up, where can the listeners find you? Okay. So we are at www.steppingstones with an S, steppingstonesnetwork.org. So that's our website, www.steppingstones with an S, network.org. And then you can also find us on Facebook at Stepping Stones Network and Insta as well. And, okay. um, Please take a look out there. There are ways. We say you can do three things. You can get educated, you can get involved, and you can give. And um, you can check out our donate buttons and some different GoFundMe um, things that we have going on. You can pull a link for that, send it to your friends. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. And I think the most important thing is just changing our minds. All of us, as we influence one another, changing our minds that we are not just a body. We are a spirit, soul, and body. We are a whole person. And let's start caring for one another in that way. Mm, beautifully said. Thank you so much, Suzanne, again, for your time this morning. Listeners, I will have all the information on Suzanne and her organization on our website, which is MediaLoungeChicago.com. Thank you guys for tuning in, and you all have a great week. Thank you, Suzanne. Have a Thanks, good Thanks, Celine. Bye-bye. Take care. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.